0: The impeachment trial has started today. Yay! Uh, but today, let's go over the philosophy the left has about conservatives, Republicans, and Trump voters. This article from the LA Times that we're going to go over pretty much sums it all up. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, 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 this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so there is this, you may have heard this, about this article from the Los Angeles Times by Virginia Heffernan um, called What Can You Do About the Trumpites Next Door? This is a phenomenal article because it actually shows you exactly what the left thinks of anyone who doesn't believe in the same things they believe in. So I'm not going to we're, we're not going to go too much into other crap. We're just going to get straight into this article because I think you'll agree this article is absolutely insane. So here we go. What can you do about Trumpites next door, about the Trumpites next door by Virginia Hefferman from the LA Times? Quote, Oh, heck no. The Trumpites next door to our pandemic gateway, who seem as devoted to the ex-president as you can get without being Q fans, just plowed our driveway without being asked and did a great job. How am I going to resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive kindness? Okay, you can see where this is going right off the bat. Uh, We now see this Gal is obviously an elite. She is at a, quote, pandemic gateway. Uh, In other words, she has a second home. Okay. And apparently it's in a place that there's lots of snow and it's a nice winter getaway. It must be nice to be so rich that you can be arrogant enough to realize it is kind... arrogant. It's off-putting. So, right, we're going to get more into this. Another, Another thing you can actually get from these first five lines is that unity is not a thing with these people. And when I say these people, I mean the left. I mean, my God, these people do something and they do something well for them without being I I don't even know without asking for anything but they're Trump fans so that's a problem I, I I'm I'm a little confused by this whole thing and here's the other thing that really gets me when did being nice mean that you were being aggressive. There's a little leadway there. Aggressive niceness. We're going to, at the very end of this article, you'll know what she's talking about. This Virginia. Um, Virginia's not exactly the most sane human being in the world. And we're going to, we're going to get into all of this. So let's continue. Of course, on some level, I realize I owe them thanks. And man, it really looks like the guy backdragged the driveway like a pro. But how much thanks? These neighbors are staunch partisans of blue lives, and there aren't a lot of anything other than white lives in the neighborhood. Wow. Okay, how much thanks? How much? about thanks enough for deserving thanks enough for one deserving of one who ploughed your driveway um they're partisans of blue lives so in other words they like cops and that's a reason not to thank them this is a reason to force yourself to dislike them and not give them thanks for doing a favor that obviously you haven't done because you know what a plowed driveway looks like by a pro? You've actually hired someone? If this gal is such a diversity nut, why is she living in a white neighborhood? Because she just said, oh, you know, white lives in our neighborhood? And how does she know how these people would treat black neighbors? If she was black and they did this, would it be a sign of racism? I mean, how does she know that the neighbors on the left of them weren't actually black? She doesn't even mention their names. This is also kind of weird. Back in the city, does that mean people don't sweep other people's walkways for nothing? Or plow their walkways or shovel their walkways? I mean, where is she living? So these are questions I asked myself when I first read this because it seemed like, wow. Okay, but it gets better. This this whole article is so awesome. So let's read this section. Quote, Maybe it's like what Eddie Murphy discovered in the old Saturday Night Live sketch, White Like Me. He goes undercover in white makeup and finds that when white people are among their own, they pop freeze champagne and live the high life. As Eddie Murphy puts it, slowly I began to realize when white people are alone, they give things to each other for free. This is the stupidest things I, I I've read in this article. Okay, that's a lie. I we're not even through quarter of the way through this article, and there's so much stupid about it. Eddie Murphy's SNL skit was a comedy. It was a parody. It was satire. It's funny, and I'm beginning to realize that this person has a couple of real and, and well, no. Eddie Murphy's thing was how it makes fun of blacks and how they think of whites and how whites look and how whites act. There was a section of that SNL that said, oh, so whites walk like their asses are clenched together like they are holding in a dump. That's what Eddie Murphy said. And throughout that, he walked like a, quote, white person, end quote, with his butt cheeks, and he looked hysterical. It was funny. The skit made fun of prejudice, and it made fun of prejudice on both sides, specifically black prejudice against whites. Um, Do you really think if you walked into a, a bank... With no credit and no collateral, they'll just hand you $100,000 simply because you're white? It's not real. It was a joke. It was funny. The idiocy of this shows how the left has no sense of humor whatsoever. And they can't evaluate satire for what it is. Satire. So uh, you want to you want to watch the video go to www.talkpolitics.com. The video's there or just visit it on YouTube. It's there. It's absolutely hysterical. Now comes the funniest part of the article. Listen. Hezbollah, the Shiite Islamist political party in Lebanon also think gives away things for free. The favor, Hez- favors Hezbollah does for people in the cities of Tyre and Sidon, probably don't involve snowplows. But like other mafias, Hezbollah tends to its own: the Shiite sick, elderly, and hungry. They, <coughs> excuse me, they offer protection and hospitality and win loyalty that way. Oh my God, I can't believe she's saying that. And they also demand devotion to their brutal us-versus-them anti-Sunni cause, anti-Semitic too. Some of us are family, the favors say. The rest of us are infidels. The same is true with Louis Farrakhan, who currently helms the Nation of Islam. While the Southern Poverty Law Center classifies him as a dangerous anti-Semite, much of his flock says he's just a little screwy and unfailingly magnat- magnanimous to them. Huh? First off, um, Hezbollah is a terrorist organization who has actually sworn the end of Israel in any way possible. They are, and by the way, she doesn't say that because Hezbollah runs quote, Palestine, end quote, because Palestine doesn't really exist. And Democrats typically love Palestine. So she can't call them not anti-Sunni, which they are. They're also anti-Semitic and they're anti-American. She can't say that. Louis Farrakhan, the same thing. He is an anti-Semite, but he's also anti-American. Um, His flock doesn't think he's a little and unfailingly magnanimous, they think he's right. If they thought he was a little screwy and unfailingly magnanimous, he wouldn't have a flock. They like what he says. So, right off the bat, Lewis I mean, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is about as leftist as you can, get said that... Farragon is a dangerous anti Semite, but he's got a flock? I, I don't know. This is insane. The other problem I have with this is like, what? So Trump supporters next door are like Hezbollah, a terrorist organization, which she doesn't mention, and Louis Farragon, who runs um, the Nation of Islam, which is technically a black supremacist group and a terrorist organization. Um, they're comparing Trump supporters to Hezbollah and Louis Farrakhan because uh, a couple of Trump supporters take took the snow off your driveway. This lady has been made nuts because of Trump derangement syndrome. And apparently Trump, Trump derangement syndrome attacks the brain, and makes it spongy. Um, There's more. There's more proof she's nuts. Let's keep going. When someone helps you when you're down or snowed in, it's almost impossible to regard them as a blight on the world. In fact, you're more likely to be overwhelmed with gratitude and convinced of that person's inherent good. Me talking? Yeah, that's how it should be. Because these people helped you for no particular reason. The illegal aliens that you hired to pay $3 an hour weren't able to get through the snow to help shovel, by hand, your snow onto the street so that someone else had to handle it. So yeah, you should be appreciative. I'm just saying. Okay, continuing. You might end up like an upper-middle-class family I stayed with in France as a teenager. They did not attend a citywide celebration for the 100th birthday of Charles de Gaillet, a war hero who orchestrated the liberation of his country from Nazi Germany in 1944. They did have several portraits of Philippe Pétain, Nazi collaborator, on their wall. When I screwed up the courage to ask how it was for them during the occupation, the lady of the house replied, We were happy because the Nazis were very polis. I didn't know the word, so I excused myself to consult in French-English dictionary. I was in tears when I found the entry polite. Couple of things here, and they're pretty major, so I may be going off on a tangent. First, she stayed in an upper-middle-class family in France. She has a winter home. Can you guys smell the elitum in this bitch? So far, while reading this article, I don't get that the Trump people are bad. In fact, all we know about them is that they plowed this broad's driveway... And they voted for Trump. That's all we know, supposedly. But what I'm getting out of this article is the writer, uh, again, Virginia Heffernan, is an elitist, snobby, spoiled, unappreciative, condescending bitch. That's all I'm getting out of this article so far. We don't know anything about what she's talking about here. We don't know the people that live next door. They could be Trump supporters. Maybe they're not. Maybe they plowed her driveway. Maybe not. Here's a little hint. We never find anything out. And this also says something about the news media in general. You've got to assume that this article was read by several people at the LA Times, including fact checkers, associate editors, and the paper's news editor. None of these people who read this article said... Hey Virginia, you sound like an elitist, snobby, spoiled, unappreciative, condescending bitch. End quote. You know why no one at the LA Times said that? Because people at the LA Times are all elitist, snobby, spoiled, unappreciative, condescending bitches. No wonder the regular people don't trust the media. That's my first point. My second point forces me to foreshadow my conclusion to this story. Her Polis story is absolute BS. My grandparents and father were in Germany during World War II. The Nazis were hardly polite. If you were walking down the street and you see an SS troop walking in the other direction, you crossed the street. If If an SS visited you, whether it be a trooper or an officer, you were dead. You ran. The SS, the Nazis, were not polite. And the Nazis were not polite to the French. The Nazis invaded France. They overthrew the French government. The Nazis forced the population to fight in the war for the Nazis. They burned and destroyed French cities. The French were not polite. I'm just beginning to think this gal had a deadline. Ran late because she was skiing in Aspen. Made some shit up to meet her deadline. She knew if she could easily... She knew she could easily publish this if she said how bad Trump people were. And the publishers, the editors, they all bought the crap. So, I, I'm I'm sorry. Right off the bat, I a red flag comes out that says... This is a bullshit article. So, when I accept generosity... And by the way, uh, another thing that I did not point out, she's basically saying that the Trump people are Nazis. Uh, Okay, I missed that one. I should have caught that while I was reading it. So, here we go. So, anyway. So, when I accept generosity from pandemic neighbors because she has two homes and one of the home happens to be next to Trump people. Acknowledging the legitimate kindness with a wave or a plate of cookies, I'm also sealing us in as fellow travelers who are very polis or polite to each other, but not so much to, quote, them, end quote. Loving your neighbor is evidently much easier when your neighbor is full of people just like you. Okay, This is just very disturbing. This is the whole collective thing that the socialist media embraces and that the left embraces. The left always puts people into buckets and those buckets have preset assumptions. All Trump supporters are racist, xenophobic, misogynist, bigots that are Nazis. This is the very definition of bigotry. Don't believe me? Wikipedia's not a right-wing publication defines bigotry as a bigot is a person who is intolerant of opinions, lifestyles, or identities that are different from his or her own. Mostly the person's opinions are based on prejudice. Um. So she doesn't know these people. She doesn't know their names or won't report the names. They did something nice for her, yet, she thinks that they are intolerant. They don't like their lifestyles and their identities are that of conservatives. Um, By definition, she's a bigot. And her bigots are made by a bunch of prejudices that the left continually promulgates. Here's the thing. Whenever someone calls you a racist... You need to really question, what did I do that was racist? Could I have said something differently and things like that? No, probably not. The term racist, bigot, xenophobe, misogynist, sexist, they're all thrown too many times. You got to sit back and say, well, why did she call me a bigot? She called me a bigot because I didn't agree. Called me a sexist because I didn't agree. She called me a racist because I didn't agree. Well, that's why she's throwing the bigot, racist, misogynist thing at these Trump supporters that we don't even know if she actually knows. This is why conservatives can't unite with the left. We don't group people together. We believe in individuality. If I meet a black guy and he turns out to be an a-hole, I don't think all black peoples are a-holes because I group him with all other black people. I think the guy is an individual and is an a-hole. I'll even go a step further. I do not see black, that black guy, as a black guy. He's just a guy. That's why I hate those hyphens, hyphenated names people use for identity. You're either American or not. You're not. And if you're not American, I'm good with it. You know where I learned that? From a black guy who told me he didn't want to be referred as an African-American because he was from the Caribbean. So technically it's racist to sit back and call a Caribbean an African-American because they're not from Africa. They're from the Caribbean. He referred to himself as an American. And he said, if you need to use my race as anything, you call me black. I Okay. You know something? I'm good with that. And I understand that. Now, this this article is going to go really downhill. Uh, So let's continue. What we do about the Trumpites, what do we do about the Trumpites around us? Like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who spoke eloquently this week about her terrifying experience during the insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th, Americans are expected to forgive and forget before we've even stitched up our wounds our our, or gotten our vaccines against the pandemic that former President Trump utterly failed to mitigate. My neighbors supported a man who showed near-murderous contempt for a majority of Americans. They kept him in business with their support. When you say that AOC is an eloquent speaker, you're probably an idiot. That broad can't get through a sentence without saying like eight times. Also, AOC's, quote, terrifying experience, end quote, has been debunked. She wasn't even in the Capitol building during the riot. She was literally 0.3 miles away. From the riot, and no one was there. Again, this is another reason the article can't be taken seriously. Finally, why is Trump always being blamed for the pandemic? <clears throat> and not just blamed for his handling, which no one in the world handled well, but being called a murderer? I mean, I, I told you in the last podcast, um, Maxine Waters, who's the dumbest person in Congress, granted, said that he should be tried for first-degree murder. No one blames China. No one blames the left-wing governors who shipped old folks infected with COVID back to retirement homes so that more old people could get COVID and then lied about the number that died in old folks' homes. I don't see anyone blaming the WHO for lying about how the disease was transmitted per China, But I do know what Trump did. He closed travel from China, which the Dems called xenophobic. He mentioned COVID as a threat during the State of the Union speech, which Nancy Pelosi tore up a copy on television. He sent PPEs, respirators, ventilators, and hospital ships to struggling states, which he was thanked for and never ended up being used. He sent monetary aid and tax breaks breaks to small businesses, which Congress fought against. Through Operation Warp Speed, Trump had two and now three vaccines developed in record time, which Dems said they wouldn't take because Trump had something to do with it. I think Trump did as good a job as can be expected and far better than any other government in the world. He had his issues. There were some things I wouldn't have done. But let's face it, with our current death toll, which the CDC admits is highly exaggerated and at about 450,000 people, we currently are between 12 and 15 deaths per 1 million what that basically means is we're not even in the top 10 of deaths. You might not like how Trump handled the pandemic. And there are things I didn't like. But to call him a mass murderer or think he could have done something better than anybody else? That's just myopic. Okay, this is just going to keep going downhill. This a uh, freaking article just gets worse and worse and worse. So let me continue. But the plowing, says Virginia. On January 6th, after the insurrection, and I'd actually call the insurrection more of a riot because these guys through videotape didn't look like they were really trying to overthrow the government. Senator Ben Sass, a Republican from Nebraska, issued an aw shucks plea for all Americans to love their neighbors. The United States, he said, isn't, quote, isn't Hatfield's and McCoy's this blood feud forever, end quote. And he added, quote, you can't hate someone who shovels your driveway, end quote. And by the way, that is a quote from Sass. (coughs) And it begins to make you wonder about this gal and her story, whether her story is true or just pure BS. Continue. And I'm giving you some things here quote continuing his story at the time i seethed the capital had just been desecrated but maybe my neighbor heard sass and was determined to make a bid for reconciliation i remember ben sass's uh statement he was talking about all the riots over the last year that the left and the right need to stop the violence and the fighting. This gal ignores the leftist organizations like BLM and Antifa that caused 2 to $3 billion in damage over the summer. She's ignoring the fact that Antifa was protesting with the threat of rioting this past weekend in Washington, D.C. If it weren't for the National Guard, Washington, D.C. would have burned too. And it wouldn't have been QAnon or any of those right-wing groups she's afraid of. Ben Sass was condemning all violent groups. But she doesn't see any of that. It's all about January 6th, which was a terrible day. I condemn January 6th. So does every true Republican and conservative. But I also condemn what the leftists were doing during the summer. I'm going to get more in this next section, but why would a Trump supporter who had nothing to do with capital rights need to reconcile with a leftist? Well, the answer is he wouldn't. That's not a thing. Okay, so let let's 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 move on into the last section here, and this is where I'm going to kind of go off a little bit. So here's my response to my plowed driveway for now. Politely, but not profusely. I'll acknowledge the sassian move. With a wave and a thanks, a minimal start on building back trust, I'm not ready to knock on the door with a covered dish yet. I also can't give my neighbors absolution. It's not mine to give. No shit. We'll get to that. Free driveway work, as nice as it is, is not just not the same currency as justice and truth to pretend it is would be a lie. And they probably aren't looking for absolution anyway. No shit. But I can offer a standing invitation to make amends, not with a snowplow, but by recognizing the truth about the Trump administration, and more important, by working for justice for all those whom the administration harmed. Whom, when we work shoulder to shoulder to repair the damage of the last four years, will we even begin to dig out this storm? Okay, there. I, I I'm gonna say this: this bitch is just insane. She has taken all of the left's stances. Uh, that all conservatives are evil and need to be purged. Okay, she can't forgive him or even thank him for doing a good thing, and. They're not good people because they believe in something she doesn't believe in. That we need to come to their side on bended knee and then maybe we'll be forgiven? Is she nuts? And by the way, Sass was saying, Sass, Sass is not what he said wasn't a Sassian thing. He said that we all need to stop this crap. of The violence on both sides. That Virginia seems to freaking forget about. Here's the secret. I think her beliefs and values are evil and bad. I see her as a bigot and a racist. Her opinion here is irrelevant. And her opinion of me is irrelevant. In fact, I would be thrilled to know that she hated me. If Satan came for up from hell all muscly with his pitch pork and fire blowing out of his ears and his ass and said he hated me and threatened my goldfish with eternity in hell I'd be good with it I can't unite with this even to keep the peace remember this and here here's the whole thing in in all This gal is a bigot. She's a, she's prejudiced. She's probably a racist. She's an elitist. She is a, she's spoiled. She's condescending. She's everything that I would not want to be. And I can't unite with someone like that. And when unity means I need to bend the knee to this type of philosophy, I can't do it. And we're going to see a lot of articles. The Los Angeles Times has publishing this has proven this is how the left is. And I'm not good with it. I think it is a phenomenal article. And we're going to read an article on Thursday that's pretty bad. And actually admits what we all knew was actually happening. Here's what I want you to remember. Submission is not promoting peace. Embracing tyranny is not embracing peace. And if you don't believe what happened on January 6th was right, I don't. Absolution is not necessary, especially from people like this Virginia, whatever the hell her name is, I gotta scroll up to look at it, Virginia uh, Hefferman, I don't give a damn what Heffernan thinks, and I definitely don't respect what she thinks. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube, and Stitcher. Uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I do have some video. For example, I do have the video of, um, of uh, White Like Me from SNL. You should look at that. That is awesome. It's really actually kind of funny. And then you can sit back and read that article and say, what the hell was this broad talking about? I hope you have a nice day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to, Dumbass to Politics.